talking about you. Crabtree, don't you open your mouth about the best. I'll be on the center for you real quick. L.O.B. All right, before... And Joe, back over to you. All right, well, we saw... Sportscast Prime. L.O.B. What we got, guys? What did you say? L.O.B. L.O.B. I don't know. M.L.B. That's what I'm saying. M.L.B. Definitely can do it. All right. Is he going to be a multi-sport athlete? Yeah. Russell. Or maybe he's telling us that MLB season coming up. What's that? Or maybe he's telling us the MLB season coming up. Hey, you know what? If Richard Sherman says he can do it, I'm on board. Welcome to Sportscast Prime, guys. It's been a nice week. We had some wonderful football action, uh, which we're going to talk about. And uh, we're also going to get into some of the, uh, I don't know, some of the sports we missed. It's been a while. Basketball? NBA? I think we promised that for the one time. We did not deliver. Uh, like I said, welcome. I'm Mike. I'm here with Nick and John. Hey, guys. What's up? Uh, so, wow. That was a weekend, right? Yeah. Or that was a that was a Sunday of football, wasn't it? It's um, funny, as everything that was bad and on like about the AFC championship game was just everything that was awesome about the NFC championship game. Not that anything was mm. bad, it's just like the Patriots kinda got stuck in a hole that they couldn't dig themselves out of, so Yeah. Well do you wanna start there? You wanna start out in Denver? Yeah, why not? Alright, as we continue our chalk themed uh yeah. NFL playoffs. <laughs> um yeah, we've got we had the top four seeds in the playoffs play this weekend, and the top two seeds in the playoffs playing two weekends from now in Balmy, New Jersey. Uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. The two best, uh, the best <laughs> offense versus the best defense, and the number one overall team according to Football Perspective. They might be in Seattle. They might be the first team to win. So, like the first number one overall team in their projections to win it since the 04 pass. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. I know. Um, I mean, they certainly are impressive, as as were all, really all four teams who were involved here, although I, I get the I got the distinct impression that the two teams playing in Denver were the third and fourth best teams in the league. Yeah. Uh, and that the two teams playing in Seattle were your, 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 your de facto oh, NFL that's championship I- for 2014. Um, oh, you're going back to like '94 when um you had the the Chargers and the and the Steelers in the AFC Championship game, and then Sports Illustrated in the NFC title game you had the Niners and Cowboys, the Cowboys, right? and yeah. then and the big thing, the big thing mm-hmm. like that Sports Illustrated kind of got crap for was the real Super Bowl, and they had Trayvon and Steve Young. That's what they called they really it. Really, yeah, the wow. real Super Bowl. That's what they called it. That. that that's a relatively. That was a relatively valid point by them. Yeah. Very very ballsy, and that's what they put on the cover. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was kind of a random bad year for the AFC. Yeah. I mean, the Chargers were like, uh, just like what? <laughs> the who was, who was the who was the quarterback? I can't remember. Hum- Stan Humphrey. Stan. Yeah. Stan Humphrey. And Neil O'Donnell, the immortal Neil O'Donnell, Neil the quarterback O'Donnell, yeah. for the Steelers. Now, admittedly, he did make the Super Bowl the next year. <laughs> but, um, right? Yeah, 95. Yeah. yeah 95. All right. Uh, 
Broncos, Patriots. Was that more Broncos, Patriots, or was it was it Brady Manning? What did that have the feel of? I feel I wanted to say it was more Broncos, Patriots, but according to the sports media, they're going to they're going to try to make it like Peyton Brady as much as possible. You know, I kind of wished it was a better game. I thought like the Patriots, you know. Unfortunately, I feel like the injuries and everything might have caught up with the Patriots in that game, and it showed. Like, yeah, that 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 was my that was the way I and, and you know, you're right. I mean, it is it is a little annoying. You know, the way an entire game of football that involves 108 players yeah. and 25 coaches um, gets boiled down to Brady Manning. And you know, there's there's three things that that we give Roman numerals to: Olympiads. Super Bowls and Brady Manning. Did you see that Brady Manning XV? Uh, yeah, Brady yeah. Manning 15. That was a yeah. real thing that was printed as <laughs> leading up to this game. That <laughs> as annoying as it is, I can see where they're coming from because you need to go to the players who make money. You go to the profitable players in what way? Like Peyton Manning with his endorsements. We know he's a name brand. Tom Brady is a name brand. So of course they're going to go to the two guys. You have to protect your image or like yeah. you have to like spew out this propaganda. I don't want it's propaganda as much as possible that the top two quarterbacks in the league because they want to make the NFL look as best as possible with that marquee matchup. And unfortunately it went out more of a whimper than it did with the bang. Yeah, you got to bar their both box office. Yeah. So it's like you, you have your top brand right there for the Mm-hmm. And they, their image is definitely what's pushing them right yeah, now. Of course. That's what the NFL is definitely shooting for. You know, it's funny as far as the Patriots and, and John. I think you started you started to uh, to get to this point um, a minute or two ago. Uh, they they sort of were getting. I I don't want to say they were getting by on on smoke and mirrors, but like we've said on, on numerous occasions, you know, their their roster is was just definitely. Yeah. You know, and to a certain extent, they were getting by. Not that they were getting by on smoke and mirrors. They're getting by because they're a smartly coached team with good players in the right position. And the thing was, and here's something that we didn't get to discuss because we didn't we didn't uh, podcast last week. <coughs> but in the divisional round, the outcome of the divisional round, like I think we we were mostly good on our predictions. Uh, I think each of us had one wrong, maybe. Unless Nick, did you? I think we all went three and one. I think so. Right. Um, interestingly enough, if looking back on it, that was the, the teams that won, or I should say, the teams that did not get out of the divisional round were the teams that were just kind of lucky, not lucky to be there, but it, if they were going to make playoff runs, it would have been like a 2012 Giants, 2013 mm-hmm. Ravens kind of thing, where it's just like, well, everything broke right, or some guy got hot at the right time. Yeah. Whereas the teams that did make it, the Patriots, the Colts, the Seahawks, the 49ers. These were teams that did not have a glaring weakness. They were teams that were just overall better, better at football. They checked off all the uh, every place you could have a check mark. You know, coaching, experience. You know, offense, defense. They can pass the ball. Exactly, exactly. They they can run the ball. Like, there's no thing that any of these teams were really, really, truly bad at. And I think that was why we got basically a chalk divisional round. And the thing is, I think the Pats, their injuries, at some point, and I think one of us said this, at some point that was going to become a thing, you know, where it wasn't going to be enough. Like, they could get by with their with their superior coaching and superior quarterbacking. They could get by a 
squad team like Indy. Yeah. But they weren't going to get by one truly one of the best teams in the league. I think the best analogy is they're kind of like that pitcher who's like throwing like 87 miles an hour that somehow wins 18 games. Like, mm-hmm. you're just going by on dial at this point. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah. And like, I feel bad for my whole coaching. Like, looking back at it now, like, retrospectively, like, the, with that whole, our whole awards and stuff, I kind of felt like I underdetermined Bill Palachek, which I kind of did. It's like, that was amazing. To win 12 games in a playoff uh, game w- with that team, like, when it's, to quote, like, Bill Simmons, like, you had your top 10 players, and I think it's like six or seven out of your top 10 players in your bracket gone. Were, were gone, and that's amazing. Like, it, it really is. Yeah, I went back and went to that and um, recognized that, yeah, it was, I would probably have, I would switch my, my take from after like, wow. I would have. I would definitely would have. Oh, I would have went that far. I'm still tapping Arians, <laughs> but I'm not going that far. I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say, stop it, guys. Well, <laughs> well I am. I would have uh, switched. Um, I acknowledge you. You're not getting that. Because um, I could admit that I'm wrong. I'm cool with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But uh, I think that um, the job that he did, going through, like all, like you guys said, with all the injuries, had it, that happened to anybody else, would they have that kind of winning record? I doubt it. So... It's yeah, kind of, it's kind yeah. of tough to find um, anybody that would be capable of even like I, producing something such as like a record with so many of those top players. Gone. Yeah, like so, like you said, if they, that was anybody else, like it had it's a greater deal to the coach, a lesser extent to the quarterback Brady, but a greater deal to the coach. You yeah, know, like yeah. Of what it is because mm-hmm. you know Brady didn't have the greatest year, but then again, you're throwing the guys that you're picking off the streets. I think he was throwing the mic at one point. So Julian Edelman was a quarterback while he was in college football. Yep. Was his top he had a yep. sneaky good year. He had like 100 catches. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize he was that good. Yeah, he was yeah, actually yeah, a yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah. Adam Westwell. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Edmund Dillard didn't have much. So. <laughs> That's what everybody thought there again. The Westwell for production from too. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I think one, one, one thing that I noticed, or one thing that I kind of expected going into the game was that I, I saw, you know, out of all the teams that played on championship weekend or championship Sunday, uh, the Broncos' defense being the closest thing to a weakness. Because, they, you know, they, they're not really all around break or anything. No. They're not even really that good. Yeah, but but the same time, it's right. a little hard and it's maybe a little unfair to judge regular season performance because... Yeah. They blew out a bunch of teams, and in a blowout, like you can't, you can't base anything on what yeah. how defense performs when they're on the winning side of a blowout. Those stats are kind of like irrelevant. So yeah. it was, in a way, the Denver's defense was a wild card going in. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think, in a lot of ways, and this maybe is also due to the the fact that they were just such an ungodly great offense this year. Yeah. Um, I I think I was maybe underrating them or or forgetting that, oh, yeah, they're also, like, just playing good, the defense? Well, the team just or the in general, general. I think, I, okay. I think you know, and then you see that close game against the Chargers. Well, when you think about it, they're... And you're like, oh, they're weak. Yeah, yeah or, but or they've got some, their offense was always considered high-powered. So, well, for sure, yeah. So, like, I don't think that was underestimated, but, like, I think it was mainly the defense because yeah, of you, all you, that. You, you saw them play. as a team that could totally lose, but yeah. in reality, yeah. they're, they're an extraordinarily strong team, and you saw it in the game. That the one thing, even though, okay, they don't have a ton of great players and they're not flying around, they're not a world-class defense, what they can do as good as, I would say, like, as good as any of the teams 
in the playoffs. I mean, maybe not Seattle, but they're close. I would say uh, they, they can, can rush the passer. Yeah. Which sometimes, I mean, look at the Giants a couple of years ago. Sometimes that's really the only thing that you need to succeed well, as a defense. That's, sometimes. That's their thing, though. That, that's their strength. I remember them reading their pass rush. It's like yeah. if you can get to the quarterback, which they can, it's good because their secondary is kind of suspect that yeah. it is. So it's like I'm not putting big praise into them because they did beat the Patriots who had a lot of injuries and had a kind of like I don't like a pack a patchwork offensive line and a patchwork offense to begin with. So I'm not gonna. I want to see what they do against the team. Like I don't want. I don't want to put myself ahead against a team like Seattle, which their offense. Many people didn't think it was explosive, but for some reason they're third in the league in big plays. Like their receivers made big like in big plays, which was yeah. weird. It's yeah. like you don't think of Seattle with guys like Baldwin and Golden Tate, like guys like that, but. Yeah. So, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So, what do you think? Again, yeah, offenses for for the other side of the the other team uh, for someone I'm talking about Seattle. Their defense is obviously we have we have the like best in football right now. And I guess the only thing that can go against them is the offense. And I think that Denver's defense is going to probably can potentially see um can I don't know what I'm trying to say here is that. It could potentially change like what the aspects of how this game turns out because I think they are a defense that doesn't necessarily they bend but they don't break kind of in a way. Yeah. And um but they don't break which I would actually I mean I I think if I were to classify Denver's defense it would be uh I guess a uh an all or nothing defense. Yeah. Or or in yeah. terms of like what well, just in terms of like the way that they succeed is by rushing the quarterback, and so it becomes almost like a binary thing. So you're saying like, you're a pass rush. Do you get there? A pass, yeah. As any yeah, pass okay. rush based okay. defense, it's like, do you get there or not? Yeah, because you know, and, and if you don't, it's like, okay, now you're in trouble. So that, that secondary is nothing to write home about. Um, yeah. It's like if if you give a quarterback time, if they don't not rush after the quarterback, yeah. like Russell Wilson can carve up that defense. Well, not in, relatively speaking, yeah. so. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah he's not. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's certainly worked against Tom Brady, and Tom Brady is a guy who is aware in the pocket, and, and they were able to get the, They really overwhelmed. Now, that offensive line is also injury ravaged, but they were able to able to overwhelm that defensive line, offensive line, at key moments, too. Like, there was a moment, I think they were down at, at least two scores in the fourth quarter. The offensive line's like the only squad on the team that's. That, like, the least amount of they yeah. did get the least, and by <laughs> least we mean two of the five. Two of the five. Two of the five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is probably the least out of any like unit. Yeah. yeah Solder was still playing. Solder was even getting B two. Yeah. He was playing on an yeah, injury yeah. too. Yeah. So. But um, exactly. but I mean, there were key points. Like there was uh, early, I think, thirteen minutes left or so in the fourth quarter. They were in field goal range. They were down. I want to say fourteen. I don't know. I, I can't like do all the math in my head of which what the situations would have been, but. Um, it was something it where was they could have kicked a field, field goal, goal and that would have helped them somewhat. But they were fourth and two on the like twenty the, the within field, field goal the range. Field goal would have turned into a one possession game, and if they try to get a, uh, you know, yeah, try to get it would have brought them within eleven. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, I, yeah. that's what they were down fourteen, so yeah. a field goal would have brought them within eleven. Yeah. No, I thought what killed their momentum was uh, that. no, yeah, no, it's two. It's still two possessions, but it's two possessions, but one of them. Uh, yeah, right, no, right. the field goal they went for it. Right. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Even though it was, even though they they 
they could have kicked the field goal, and yeah, the field goal would have helped them, but they decided in Belichickian fashion to go for it mm-hmm. on fourth and two. Yeah. And um, it, it, despite having a chip shot field goal, not even like, oh, this would have been a 47 yarder, this, this, this would have been a 35 yarder, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, uh, and they went for it, and Von Miller just went, just knifed right through and just had Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so I, it was, and, and that was that. You know, yeah. that was. So I thought what killed their momentum too was they scored late in that game and they're going for two points, which like could have cut it to I think like to a decent like a chip shot from them and, and um, drive it. made and, me ten bucks and, and they got <laughs> and they got stuffed and I just remember Tom Brady just being like like he knew that yeah. kind of killed their momentum right yeah. there like well for sure it also made it impossible <laughs> yeah basically yeah. um what was the score at halftime actually I forget thirteen I think it was. 13 to 13-3? Yeah. 13-3? Yeah. I think it was 13-3. I remember saying 16-3 or something. No, 13-3. Like I remember saying that to my boss. We were all kind of watching the game at work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, 13-3 and half second one. All right. Um, I mean, do you want to talk legacy? Uh, I tell, I'll tell you one legacy that no one's talking about that's kind of shaping me up. The legacy that is John Fox. Mm-hmm. I think he's a top five coach. Like mm-hmm. I just even going back to the Carolina days, and even now I kind of figure like, well, prior to it, because it's like, all right, he had Peyton Manning, like he could win a bunch of games. But my thing was, whenever I saw John, it's not I'm not taking nothing away from Fox. I thought he was a good coach. I thought he was like your good but not great coach. Like my tiers are they're the elite coaches, like the Belichicks, the Sean Paytons, like you know those guys, whatnot. And then they're like the really good coach. I just thought I thought he was in that second tier of like mm-hmm. he's a good coach. Like yeah, yeah. I, I I would definitely take like four or five guys over him. But like now it's like oh he's like he's he's yeah. really good. Like he is. Well, I mean here's here's the case here's the case that I could that I could make for him. Um, and I always knew because I was a Giant fan, so I knew him when he was our defensive coordinator. I always knew him going to be good, and I was, like, sad when he went to Carolina, but, so he took the Carolina team that had been, I don't remember who they'd previously been under, but I think they'd won one game. Seifert. Under Seifert. Yeah, George like Seifert, the last like, George Seifert year, something like that, and they immediately went 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9. and nine. They had a huge increase uptick in wins, and then I think one or two years later, they were, it was 0-8. Well, yeah, one or two years later, they were a bye team in the NFC. Um, that was near the yeah. That was near the Giants were the number one seed, but they you know and they've been they've made noise in the playoffs and I in throughout John Fox's tenure, and they weren't always good. Like there were some lean, the bad years there, but I yeah. think something that that comes out about that era is that their GM was awful, That's, really really bad. The thing like, with him was terrible job. His MO was he would hit. All their first rounders, he hit on every single first round, like almost mm-hmm. every single. He was good at drafting the first round, but when it came to the second, the later rounds, he like you said, he sucked. Yeah, like that yeah. was his mo. I mean, you know, they 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 would have you know a guy like like Julius Peppers, you know, guys like uh, John Beeson. Did they did they draft in the first round or yeah. a guy like um who's another <laughs> one that like like D'Angelo Hall, like, like, or yeah, John yeah, Running Stewart back. or uh Stewart seemed good. Like, yeah, like, seemed like he was going to be better than I think he ended up being, but. The, the thing is, they, they would also they, they were they were perpetually up against the cap because they were giving big <laughs> contracts to middling players. You know, and that was the thing. Like it was apparently a, just a terrible, terrible run of like management 
on that team. So like they gave those two big contracts to Stewart and yeah, uh, Hall. Yeah. I mean, it, it, Williams. Like, why are you giving it to both of them? Why not? So, like, so I mean, even other, if you yeah. have even if you have sort of intermittent up and down success like in that situation, I think that's impressive. And then you know, John Fox was also there for the Tebow year. And I, you know, not to start talking about Tebow, but yeah. let's give the coach some credit for for being able to win games because you know. The quarterback you, can, you, you, you know exactly. You, you can talk about how you can talk about how oh they won despite a lot of people who would like argue for Tebow. And again, I don't mean to even make this about Tebow, but they would cite the fact that wow they won despite you know despite having very very little production from the offense in general and just making good like good defense and whatever. And you could say you could say oh that's a credit to Tebow's magic. Or yeah. his game management skills, or his, his rallying fights the first three quarters. But hey, hey, how about some credit to the coach? Yeah. The guy who's calling plays when, when it's when when your your margins are that tight. Like hey, I, I bet the coach made a big difference in them like winning many more games than their performance would have seemed like they should have won that year, right? I also give credit to what this face. He's a coach now. Who's the offense? Um, from San Diego, um, Mike McCoy. Mike McCoy, because yeah. he had to tailor that offense around. He went from Kyle Orton, who say what you want, he is a viable NFL starting quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. like he's 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 in the league. He's a backup. So, right. like, yeah. yeah, like I think, well, he's still a viable NFL quarterback yeah. to a guy who can't throw like ten yards accurately to save his life. So, mm-hmm. too, like, you, yeah, we saw that with the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> That thing. Mm-hmm. Can't even get into the CFL. So do we, do we, do we want to see exactly where we rank John Fox? Um, uh, let's yeah, let's, let's do that for a couple minutes. So. Let's just do that for a couple. So minutes. Belichick, Sean Payton, Sean Payton, uh, Jim, Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh. How about I would John say both Harbaugh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh actually. Both Harbaugh. Yeah, both Harbaugh. Yeah. All right, so that, we're up to Tom, four. Tomlin. Tomlin. I. I don't know. I, I really I don't know. He's not. I mean, he's not beyond reproach for me. He's obviously good. But I mean, Tom, I'll throw Coughlin. I think Coughlin's an interesting one because I don't know. I, how about I probably would put him ahead. But here's I an for me. I would put. How about like, I love him as a Giants fan because he won a Super Bowl and stuff. But he also has been really. There have been some yeah. really frustrating moments. Well, because well, I'm definitely. You know? So if you had to hold your feet to the fire, would you pick Fox or him if you're starting a different team? I think I'd do the cutoff at like that. Like I. I don't know. I, ah, I'm, I think I'm I right got there. you a good one, huh? I'm right there. That's what I said. I think that's, I think that's why that's a good one. Do you want to pick Carroll ahead of him? No. Mm. All right. I'm, I'm just not willing to yet. I don't think I have enough, even though I've... Uh, well, here's... I would definitely... He's look, close. I would definitely Pete, take, it's funny, because Pete Carroll now, I think, is different from Pete Carroll in, way before. Yeah, yeah, I think well, Pete I think Carroll. that's the conference. Sometimes there are good matches, yeah. and I think that's what Pete Carroll's in right now. Well, that's the okay. part for me. I would definitely take him above... I, I would definitely take... Fox over Mike McCarthy. I would definitely take Fox over Andy Reid. I would definitely take um, five because, like, from what I hear about Mike McCarthy, he's kind of an overrated coach. But I hear like, like the team kind of wins in spite of him. He's like Andy yeah. Reid 2.0. Oh, definitely, like, definitely, definitely, definitely over. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> and like, and I said, I would definitely take Fox over Andy Reid because oh, Andy Reid doesn't dumb excuse me, dumb shit in the game All right. sometimes. All right, so it. Sounds like we named what four or five guys until yeah. we started not being able to tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So we so top five. Coach. Basically, call them around five. Top five, yeah. top ten, maybe. Definitely top yeah. ten. Definitely top ten. Fair enough. All right. Okay. All right. Let, let's, not, let's not talk too much more about that. Because I mean, talking. Let's talk about Brady and Manning. Are, are their legacies 
Well, it's changed at all for Brady. It has somewhat because it's been what nine. He still cemented his legacy, though. I mean, me and Mike were talking about it before. I mean, like, what was it like? Seven AFC Championship games in like a thirteen-year span, or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's not. It's kind of like it can't really because again the injuries as well have to come into play. Yeah. It's, it's even great that they made it to where they were. Yeah. So and for every bro- for every bit of credit we give Belichick, it's kind of like you can almost do the same thing for Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah. The role he has on that team. So like I don't um, think it's like diminished like to an extreme extent or anything yeah. like that. So I. But then there's are those people who remind you like, oh, he hasn't won a Super Bowl in nine years. But you know, it's, it's funny. I, I either have I either had all yeah. 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 And it's <laughs> funny. I always thought that he was overrated early on, and I still yeah. contend that him, what he did in yeah, his early career that, like, when he was winning the Super Bowls was overrated. And I think what he's done since then has been underrated. Yeah. Because I I think it's I think it's actually more impressive to be honest. I mean, the, the role he has in the team it's actually very Peyton Manningish in the sense yeah. of being the coordinator almost. You know, yeah. Peyton Manning yeah. is always the guy that gets credit for like, oh, but he also like runs the whole offense and stuff. And Tom Brady honestly does a lot of that, and and just in terms of being a leader on the team and all that crap, you know, like all that all that matters. Yeah. Um, I feel the legacy is more on Manning. I feel Manning like I won't get far to the Super Bowl. Manning needs to win. If he doesn't win. I feel like it, it takes a bigger blow to his legacy than, 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 than uh, I feel, just for the fact that you know you're gonna have the haters going out there. See, man, he he can't like the only way he can win a Super Bowl is if he has somebody like Rex Grossman quarterback him. The last I two quarter the, the last hold the last two quarterbacks he faced competent quarterbacks in Drew Brees and in um. Uh, Russell, Wilson, Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson. Yeah, but you know if he beat Russell Wilson, they would say, oh, so what? He beat Russell yeah, that, Wilson. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. He only wins against uh, Rex Grossman. Yeah. Okay, Rex Grossman. See, he faced two legit quarterbacks and he got his shit kicked in both times. That's like... I, I, I will fight them having I will yeah. say this. <laughs> One thing that I hate is when I hear that Peyton Manning's one Super Bowl was kind of BS. Like, he was lucky to win it because of who he went up against. Because first of all, he went up against Tom Brady. That's why that yeah. is a thing that happened yeah. in that playoff yeah. run yeah. to win the Super Bowl. Is he beat Tom Brady? He yeah. came back to do it. Now, all right, that being irrelevant, the Chicago Bears, I, I think, because Rex Grossman was their quarterback, they're kind of mislabeled like by time. Everybody forgets that. Well, first of all, who does a quarterback play against? Yeah. Literally, the defense, defense, right? And that is one of the best defenses of the decade. It yeah. really was. That was a was. historically good defense, and he beat them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he have an unbelievable performance in the Super Bowl? No. It was definitely, I mean, and for the MVP trophy, it was yeah, definitely yeah, one yeah. of those kind of by default wins. Yeah. But whatever, that happens all the time. Yeah. Like, like yeah. It, it, very frequently the quarterback wins by default because nobody really stood out. Um, yeah. My stance always on Manning is, like, I don't like how, like, the – Propaganda that the media like he's the be all the end all he can do no wrong. I hate I especially hate it when like media does that to certain people and I feel like Manning's like a polarizing thing because I'm like no he does mistakes too he does stuff too I don't like that like it's the same thing with Breeze and people and even Brady I just wish like media called out people more on that as much yeah. as you give them praise God like yeah but that like it's like um, like like what you threw out with um Tom Brady it's been ten years since he last won a Super Bowl. 
Same thing with Brett Favre, though, too. Brett Favre's last Super Bowl, um, I was nine years old when Brett Favre won his last Super Bowl, 96, but when he was going through all that, everyone was talking about, what a gunslinger, all his yeah. playoff failures, like the five-pick game in um, St. Louis, or that awful, like, across-his-body thing in New Orleans, against New Orleans. Everyone's like, man, like, look at Brett Favre. He's just doing what he can, or he needs to, or it's like, not in mind, like I said, the last time he won the Super Bowl, like, nine. It's like... Um, I think my, my take legacy-wise with that game was really that there was no there was no uh, dynamics that could have occurred based on any outcome of that game. And I think the thing is, if you're anyone like in, I guess if you're matching up Brady and Manning, yeah, and, you know any argument for that, like depending if, if you're on one side, you're just valuing a different thing than yeah. you are if you're on the other side. And nothing about like. If, if, if you're arguing for Tom Brady, you're arguing for um, postseason performance. If you're arguing for Peyton Manning, you're talking yeah. about career-long, not even just regular season, but just career, just the, the career, you know, records, yeah. um, consistent, being good. You know, he's, he's, yeah. he's, he, he got Tom Brady in that aspect. He yeah. really does. Um, and also, you know, just the fact that he, like, you know, he runs the team and he, he works with all the young players, and that's why all the young players that he plays with are become good because yeah. it's kind of all related to that. So, and I, I think, you know, even even winning the Super Bowl for Peyton Manning, I mean, obviously losing a playoff game isn't going to do anything to change either of their, their career trajectories. And yet, I think even winning Peyton Manning, there's no, there's no, like, blinders you can put on and look at any part of the, yeah. any piece, any stat related to the playoffs where Peyton Manning comes out ahead of Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady's better than Peyton Manning in the playoffs. His record, his resume is better on, on every, I mean, on every level. Yeah. Like yeah. the career, postseason. Oh, you, you can measure it in any way that you want. Right. Super Bowl victories, Super Bowls made, mm-hmm. championship games made, second rounds made, playoffs playoff made. made. Like there's not, there's not even like one thing where Peyton Manning has Tom Brady. We were actually looking at this. Tom Brady's... Um, we were, we were writing this out the other day. Their careers are, are interesting because they're they're vaguely the same. Peyton and Tom Brady. They're vaguely the same length, and they both feature one missing year, year missed due to injury. But um, so Tom Brady, Tom Brady, 01, made it to the championship game. Or excuse me, excuse me, 01, won the, won the Super Bowl. 02, did not, they did not make the playoffs. They were in the three-way tie at 97. 03, won the Super Bowl. 04, won the Super Bowl. 05 made it to the divisional round of the playoffs. 06 made it to the AFC Championship game. 07 made it to the Super Bowl. 08, no Tom Brady. That was the Matt Castle year. 09, out in the divisional round. 10, ten yeah. 11-5. 09, out in the divisional round. 010, out in the divisional round. 11 made the Super Bowl. 12 made the AFC Championship game. 13 made the AFC Championship game. So that was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 times making the championship game out of 12 years. What? (laughs) That's incredible. That's got to count for something. That's amazing. You know, like that's amazing. And you look at Peyton, you know, we wrote down Peyton, and it just doesn't look anything like that. You know, he's made four championship games. And you know what? Yeah, he's he's made four championship games, and that is an impressive resume Mm -hmm. for a career. It's an impressive career. I've made two, now three Super Bowls. And I've made four, well, now five, no, four championship games. Yep. I think including this year's four times he made the AFC championship game. And that's an impressive record, which really makes Tom Brady, what Tom Brady's done, 
And that's why I, I think what he's done in the second half of his career is undervalued yeah. because the consistency and excellence. Yeah, he hasn't won the Super Bowl, but really just done things that are like unheard of. You know, much more than just a, a quick run, like yeah. a, super, a quick run of Super Bowls. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Like I said, I just Peyton's a fake because I want to do the whole before just the whole Vince Lombardi saying quote when he won his second Super Bowl, I the Hall of Famer, which I feel is true. I think it's like when they talk about it, but anyone can win one. Mm-hmm. It takes like talent to win two. Yeah, that's why I feel about like with like Manning. Like I feel his career has stakes with not just, but his legacy in certain mm-hmm. people's eyes. Like if he doesn't win this, like still oh, it's going to be the haters. Game, it, yeah, I, yeah, of course, yeah, I'm not yeah, denying that, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but you know that he's still going to get hate. Yeah, he's like he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's going to yeah. do this, but like yeah, like, like you won't shock the haters. I was watching tough. Sports Nation actually, and yeah. they were talking about there's always going to be that aspect, the but part of it of what Peyton Manning if he's like not to win this Super Bowl. Yeah, that's why I feel. That's yeah, why I say yeah, like yeah, he has the most yeah. mistakes here. Like like Mike said, when they like, and I feel like there will be some haters. <laughs> But it's Russell Wilson. Like he's an average quarterback. He yeah. beat a below average and an average quarterback in the Super Bowl. That's what they're gonna say. Like he didn't beat like <laughs> yeah. he didn't beat his one like Super Bowl loss was against an elite quarterback, Drew Brees. And look how that happened. It's like yeah. Yeah. it's like you know, the one was funny though. You know what's funny though? Okay, so let's say so Peyton Manning. Yeah, Peyton Manning will will have faced a an average, a below average, and a wait wait is this a second? Yeah, this is the second Super Bowl. An average and a below average quarterback. All right. Tom Brady be, I'll, I'll call Kurt Warner great. At least that, that, that Kurt Warner 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 certainly Warner. great. And then who did he be? Jake DeLong. Jake DeLong. Yeah. Donovan McNabb. You know, injured. Or, no, wait. No, he wasn't injured. Theo was injured. He was, yeah. he was hungover. Yeah. <laughs> and then vomiting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, ultimately, that that's, it's, you know, and then what do you say about Eli Manning? Twice? Always it's underrated. Like, Eli ultimately, Manning. ultimately, that is just something that just has no. There's, there's no end game to that yeah. line of reasoning. Oh, well, which quarterback is mm-hmm. it? Because it, it already just innately does not make any sense. Yeah. You know. Um. Anyway, we spent a while on this. I don't want to miss out on talking about the night game. Uh, because to me, you know, it's funny the way I look at this. The, the Denver, you know, the Brady-Manning, like, that yeah. that wasn't a good game. But even if it was a good game, here's how it would have been. It would have been a Brady-Manning. It would have been whoever's got the ball last. It would have been that kind of thing. It might have been exciting, but that wouldn't have made it as good of a football game as this football game was because this truly was football. Like, everything good about football that there is about the sport came yeah. out in this game. It was two extremely well-rounded teams that were really, really good at playing football yeah, yeah. and coaching and everything, just clashing and players flying around, making epic plays and huge hits and oh. just, oh, my God, it was always in question. It's about everything that well, you would hope for. Oh, God. What I loved about it, it was, more. it yeah. was defense. Like, in, yeah. in, in the NFL today where the rules gravitate mm-hmm. towards, like, yeah. more, you know, towards offense, you get watered down like records in which like Matt Stafford throws five thousand yards in a season, like yeah. which is a joke. And then um He's but, one of, but four players. And you can never hold that. Dan Marino's jock in Curry. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. But um mm-hmm. but the that's another story for another time. Like I said, in that type of like 
flag football kind of two-hand touch NFL, just these guys hitting each other, defense, like, this is the way the game was supposed to be played. Yeah, like, this is awesome. Like, I, like, <clears throat> do you remember? Like, my friggin' NFL defense fanboy hard on was in full effect for this <laughs> game, let me tell you. Like, do yeah. you remember when we had the subject, uh, that podcast we had, where we were talking about the kickers getting a special treatment? Yeah. Uh, they're not an active. Player yeah, when the kid, uh, the dude from Cincy got laid out. Yeah, he got laid out, and there's like apparently a rule that kickers aren't active. <laughs> aren't yeah, they're active. not on the field. They they're, can't like they're, they can't be touched or something. Okay, or that game like for why I bring that up is because like those kind of rules are exactly what kind of take away from the game. But this game just brought everything into full effect. Well, I, I think mean, they like, they weren't even calling it. They were the yeah, they were letting like go. whatever. See no evil here here. Yeah, we because like great they, they because they knew it was going to be physical. They they knew there was they nothing they could do about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They all, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I mean, like they knew they, there was nothing they can do to like stop what was going to happen. Because like the game would have been terrible yeah. if they did. Could could you imagine if they called everything? Yeah, exactly. it would have been a boring game. It would have been yeah. bad image for the NFL. I guarantee you they probably told them to light up on the calls because everybody knew what was coming. Yeah. Two physical teams like that. It was amazing. I, I, I just really, I, I love, and I, I think I've mentioned this before, and I think a lot of people, um, this is just a generally held like opinion that this is a great rivalry. Yeah. yeah. A new rivalry. It's really a brand new, new rivalry yeah. with no history behind it whatsoever. No. And yet it feels like, I, and I think it's it comes, it, yeah, it, it comes from, it comes from just everybody kind of knowing that these are two of the best run teams, yeah. and they both have similar coaches that are that are out there like publicly, like they're they're very um, they're loud, they're they're colorful. You know, they have. It's funny, like Pete Carroll. Like I never really thought of him as. I mean, Jim Harbaugh, yeah, he's prickly or whatever. But Pete Carroll is also like uber competitive, and will you know just go at yeah, you and he's, yeah, he's, lively, yeah, lively, yeah exactly he's yeah. fun he's actually yeah. really fun to watch yeah, he's awesome. and yeah, he's Jim, Jim Harbaugh's he's also player. fun to watch just in the sense that he gets really really angry and he does pirouettes <laughs> every time he's doing it. and just, it's funny that you said about the running game yeah. because like it was actually not the running back of the 49ers it was Colin Kaepernick that dominated the running that's yeah. terrible yeah. like I think their running game like outside of Colin Kaepernick like yeah. combined it was like 30 yards rushing from all you know what it's, it's, it's tough though because Seattle's defense is really really un. and they signed two guys for like making $10 million together that they didn't need. Yeah. They yes, didn't need. Yes. And Michael Bennett and, and Chris Clemens, I believe, were the two off-season yeah, that they didn't like, need. luxury yeah. pass rusher signings. That is other retarded. Teams, <laughs> other, teams, other teams like really needed, needed them. but they could afford to just sign them as extra yeah. pass rushers on top of Bruce Irvin, who they drafted, Ayers. on top of Ayers, on top of Cliff Averill. Yeah. Um, two, two guys, and they were two of the biggest free agent acquisitions. Yeah. And this comes down to the benefit of having having the good fortune and timing to be paying your quarterback a rookie salary yeah. right now. A third round rookie salary, not even a first round. Um That's that a, may change in yeah. the future. You know, he'll he'll need a contract. This, may, at some this point. may be another question for another time, but I wonder how they're gonna be able to keep all these guys. They won't. I, I, no, but but they're they're smart about it. They have it, a very so, yeah. smart GM yeah, and yeah. they have an owner who um who knows and whatnot. Or an owner who like pays out plentiful. It's the yeah. same guy who owns the Portland Trailblazers. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, another, you know, 2014, 2013. Yep. And he got, he got that Microsoft money. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, one thing I, I really loved about this matchup was, like, like big, tough, 
receivers like Vernon Davis and uh, Anquan Bolden, who had heretofore uh, manhandled manhandled uh, their opponents, uh, just being bigger and tougher, and now they're coming up against this uh, really historic Seahawks secondary, like historically good. Um, Richard Sherman's unbelievable. You know, but of course, I mean, we've already we've already talked about them. We talked about Earl Thomas. We talked about. I don't know why you know, coach everything. didn't want him. Undrafted out of Stanford, and he was recruited by Harbaugh too. You, you, you would think. And then words out on Brandon Davis that he saw. Oh yeah, yeah. Soft, even if he yeah. wouldn't have drafted, that was insane. Yeah. Like, like yeah. That, that that was but a big ML coming out of the draft. Yeah. Like if you got in his head, he's very yeah. easily. I like, knew I knew he was a diva two years ago in the NF 2009. 11 NFC Championship game against the Giants, and one of the first plays of the game, he catches a 70-yard touchdown, and then he gets up on top of the like the generator or something behind yeah. the behind the field goal post, the goal yeah. post, yeah, and he does a pose, post. and I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, how about mm-hmm. it's not a, the game just started. Mm-hmm. How about even before that, when Samurai Mike called him out and he went storming off into the, uh, yeah, into yeah, the locker yeah. room? Mike Singletary didn't like him. <laughs> Mike Singletary may have been a bad coach, but he's still a badass. Samurai yeah. Mike. You know that he knows, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never lived that down, that Super Bowl shuffle song. <laughs> Samurai Mike. Yeah, Mike Singletary. Um, so good. Do you want to switch it up a little bit? Uh, yes, we should. We should. Um, although, wait, how, how much time do we have left? Uh, you guys have a little bit less than 20 minutes. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Um, so anyway, yeah, just 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 to wrap it up. I mean, it was a great, you know, weekend. We had we had plays. We, oh, can I just can we talk about something real quick? Sure. Real um, quick. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Rules. You need, All right. Uh, no, 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 not. And it's not even something that any of us are going to disagree about. But unreviewable. Can we strike that word from our language here? All right, so we had this play that happened near the end, and ultimately it didn't end up mattering, but Navarro Bowman clearly recovered a fumble, also got his leg really effed up, like, you know, really disgusting. Really bad leg. Um, But he clearly, clearly recovered a fumble and was down, and this play was unreviewable for some reason. Why do we have this? Every single year, something happens, and they got to change the rule to make that reviewable. Why do we got to lear- learn this lesson every single year? Can't we just realize that that's dumb <laughs> as no. a concept? The NFL has to look bad before they do anything. They have to, oh, yeah. God, that's such a great way it, to put it. it they have to look bad before they do anything. Concussions, yeah. any of this stuff, before yeah. they take anything. It's, I didn't know they're taking take the MLB route where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you think they would go ahead of this. They have to. They have to take a hit to their image before they will do anything that is common sense, and that'll be the way. That, it'll that, be. That's under the Roger Goodell thing. Like, yeah. I mean, like I that's feel the Roger I, way. I, I feel yeah. like football might almost be obsolete in ten years, but the Goodell thing take five steps forward and ten steps back. It's like for it me, might just be. It might just be. Hey, we're doing real, real well. Yeah. For why? Me, why don't? And if it ain't broke. Yeah. For me, so. it's out of sight, out of mind. It's not happening, yeah. and we don't know about it. Doesn't matter. True, true. But if it's something that's happening and it looks bad, it's like, oh, I think we should take care of this. Yeah. Yeah. So, at any rate, uh, going to be a great game coming up. Kick MVP for who's the kicker's name for Seattle? Did you hear about how awesome that was? Hauschka. Did you hear that? You know when he kicked, tried to kick the field goal, then he went off, then he went off the field, and what? And yeah, what did he yeah. do? Yeah, yeah, went went off the field, and then um, uh. 
No, I'll do it for a quick hit. Never mind. Obviously, Nick wants to go ahead. All right. Yeah. So. We're, we're, yeah we're, 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 we promised we're in basketball. Yeah, we don't want to do this. We're not getting. We don't want to do this. Sorry. Sorry. People right. want to hear basketball. Okay. All right. It's been a while since we've since we've gone NBA style. Um. But not much has changed. It's still basically we got Indiana looking so so good. So just everything. They're like the Seattle. Can we just give the them NBA. the we just put them in Miami in the Eastern Finals and call it a call, call it a well, I would love this would not be fair to either team, but I would love a what did they say? Best of twenty seven. Who does give me four rounds of play three excuse me, three Eastern Conference rounds of playoffs of just these two teams. Got it. I mean, come on. I not even one team has come out and like, oh, we were just having a rough start to the season. I do but not we're actually good. Nope. nope. That's why I'm not looking forward <laughs> to. I'm in I'm refusing to watch any Eastern Conference playoffs until the finals. I'm like, I'm like, this is terrible. Like, so like, there's gonna be very low ratings for like the Eastern well, Conference. Well, it's, it's already the NBA is taking a big hit right now. Their ratings are down because like they, many people don't think this year is as good. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. it's really it sucks. It sucks. Right? Hard <laughs> to compare the last two years. The last two years have had everything. Oh, it's awesome. They've, it's had, they've had player movement intrigue, and they've had uh, you know phenoms. They've had superstars. You know, we've had great playoff clashes. I mean, last year's finals was, I mean, you could not possibly ask for more. And they got a rivalry of another classic rivalry between New York and Indiana, too, in the second round. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of reliving, a lot of moment reliving that we've had, like, over the last few. You know, the Celtics are good. The Knicks have been, were good. The the Heat are there. Lakers you know, and all that. Lakers stuff. have been good. Like it's pretty much like best case scenario over the last five years yeah. in the NBA. And all so. the historical franchises are down. Like yeah. um, the, now, the, the, the Lakers yeah, say what you want about them, but the Knicks um, and not championship standpoint, but yeah. like they're bad. Um, Boston, another one who's yeah. like down, and then Rondo's out again. Rondo, yeah, he's out again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Yeah. I was gonna be all excited. But, but like, uh, for it's, how long? It's only for a few days. It's mainly okay. for like, uh, I think they said for cautionary reasons. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah. he came back way earlier than Anybody. I think they said he was going to. Yeah. I mean, it, it kept getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, and then suddenly, oh, I'm starting Friday. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Clippers are doing good, but let's be honest here. Yeah. Clippers don't draw nearly as much star power as no, the Lakers do. You know, I, like, I, I, honestly, though, it has to be good to be a Boston fan because they are the only team that, like, okay, they're bad, but they're also not disappointing. They're actually very yeah. impressive in that they're bad. Because, because I mean, they, they wiped the team. They just flipped. The, great move. Jordan Crawford. For two more picks. Yeah, two more picks. And yeah. Jordan Crawford's a guy that was not going to be part yeah. of the future, but he's performed, actually. They've, they've somehow taken all his good... Made, they've done the perfect thing of taking a guy who's a flawed player mm-hmm. and making all his good qualities shine through, sprucing him up, yeah. buffing him off a little bit, mm-hmm. flipping him, basically. So now mm-hmm. now they, they did the D'Antoni thing. Yeah. yeah. Or the thing that any of D'Antoni's GMs should have been doing all yeah. along, because yeah. that's what... You know, the players all, always like, look around all them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and they have two more picks. Doing all right for uh, the Warriors, I think. The Warriors, yeah, and they needed him. And that's yeah. the, you know for Coming a team, the bench, for yeah. a team that's thinking we're going to win now and in the next couple three years. They need um, a guy like that. That's the guy they needed. They yeah. needed. They have all year. They've needed their replacement for Jared Jack. And they yeah. haven't had it. Um, I mean, they've had yeah. Iguodala, but. That's a little, that's bit, more, little bit different. That's a little bit different. Player, that's like yeah. a starting. Well, team yeah, like you said, after tanking teams, it's them like backup point guard. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Philly's like happy because they got a crap load of picks going into this draft though too. And yeah. it's like um not only that, but with Boston, they have two first round picks. They have Brooklyn and they have Atlanta. And who finishes with the worst record, they take their first round pick this year. Wow. Between Brooklyn and Atlanta, so I mean that'll be a mid round, but that that'll probably get them in the top fifteen, which is what you need in yeah. the twenty fourteen draft. Um, would that be top fifteen out of those two teams? Like as of I right now, because well, like you're in, you're in the playoffs. Like yeah. I know well, you're right. Even, you're even though the playoffs, because yeah. like, even though your record's horrible, All right? You're we in the playoffs. Up, at, can we pull up the standings? Is that is that possible? I don't know. Or maybe you can just start okay. checking with uh, you can let us know. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, I, I, it would be interesting to see. I wonder if they're actually in the playoffs right now because that at any moment any terrible team. Which particular and if they do make the playoffs, okay, I got Eastern Conference right now. All right, right. Indiana, number one, obviously, Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, Chicago, Washington, Brooklyn, and Charlotte. So, and and now, how say what is Brooklyn's record? Brooklyn is 18 and 22. 18 and 22, and so names like the 9, 10, 11 teams, like what are their records? Detroit 17-25, Cleveland 15-27, New York 15-27, and Boston 15-29. I mean, either way, it, it, you know, no matter how bad the record is, if you make the playoffs, you're, you're getting a top half yeah, lottery yeah. spot for a bottom. You're not in the lottery anymore, yeah, no. even if your record is bad. even if There are going to be lottery teams with better records you're, than yeah. some teams in the East that make the playoffs. If you look at the West, the teams that are out there uh, would get better picks would be Memphis, who are at 500, mm-hmm. 20 and 20. Denver is also at 500, 20 and 20. Yeah. Minnesota, 20 So season ended today, those teams would be in the lottery. Brooklyn would not. No. Um, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's a bad year for that to happen. It could have yeah. been even yeah. better for the Celtics. But either way, I mean, yeah. I'd play about with though, speaking of And you know what they can do? Maybe they can take two of those picks and flip it for a pick that's closer to, like, a number Top five, or, or they can like get that. a young guy who's like ready. I don't think anybody would be willing this year, though. Like, well, to give up, depending I mean, on what well, they need. You know what the thing is? I, I think the thing with this year, it's not so much the top three picks. Like, the top two or three picks are always getting good. Yeah, they're always solid. Outside I think the strength of this year, draft, yeah. the strength of this draft is that anywhere in the top ten, you're getting a player who would be a top two pick in yeah. this draft. I think that's what it is. There's a, okay. there's a number. Of I would think that you would have to get like something else though for some there for some reason. I don't yeah, think I don't know, you know if that would be a trade. I'm just saying. Yeah, I get currency. Currency to flip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and change your draft standing. Yeah. I mean, they already got too much like Phoenix, who was supposed to tank and had a, like I think four no, first yeah. round picks and actually like seven seeds. Yeah. 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 It's now, the first. Yeah, but Dragic is done is an awesome like. I will be surprised if he's not all star. He could be an all-star in the East. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> depending on what yeah. the coaches want. I mean, I don't know. Especially with the point guards that have been injured, so he has a shot. Yeah. And Charlotte. Charlotte's in the playoffs. Charlotte's in the playoffs. What? Yeah, Charlotte's the eighth seed. just looking at that right now. Wow, that's something. Dallas is eighth seed in the left. Uh, can, we, can we look at the Western Conference? Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's usual. It's... it's yeah, again, it's the same in the Western Conference as it was a, like a month ago. You know, OKC, San Antonio, Portland still up there. Uh, still best offense in in, um, in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
Uh, Nick, let me get this straight. Kevin Durant overrated, right? Five-game winning streak and uh, number one seed and seven and three in his last ten without Russell Westbrook. Overrated, right? Glad you brought this uh, up. Overrated, right? <laughs> Glad you brought this up because uh, when I made that statement do it. about well, two weeks, it's been about probably roughly two weeks, right? Did, did, did that ever happen on air, or was that just us talking? No, that was on air. That was okay, a, that was right. my quick. Your quick hit. Oh, that's right. Like that's right. Okay. All right. So, I made the comment that he, I figured that he would be a bit overrated, and um, I could, probably should have said the team was a bit overrated. But either way, I said that he was overrated, mm-hmm. and um, how I came to that is because of the performances of him. That he's a great scorer. I always said he's. A, I'm not saying he's not a superstar. Let me just put that out. He's still a superstar, obviously. So when I said that, I was thinking of along the terms of him being like a uh, Carmelo Anthony, but I think I went with uh, more of what John said, which was a Carmelo, I think, at the time. Uh, a guy that's going to go into the playoffs, he's going to score a whole bunch of points, and you know what? The, the, the talent that he has is amazing, but it's like against the West Coast teams that he has to go through, it's not going to be enough. So I think I'm, I'm okay. I think I was biting myself in the foot when I said he was overrated. I should have said that the Buffalo and the Thunder are overrated mm-hmm. to, a, to a point. But I said also that if he doesn't win a championship, probably within the next two to three years, I think I said he was going to fall within the category of where Carmelo Lansing is as a la he's a great scorer. But he doesn't yeah. have the skill set to get um, into a championship and just get it done. Yeah, right. but but I understand. I know that Carmelo Anthony, um, he hasn't made it out of the first round. Now, I wasn't talking about that, but how can you do that? Where I feel like he makes teammates better as opposed to Carmelo Anthony, because look at like his his situation isn't like outside of Russell Westbrook. All right, Serge Ibaka made that huge leap this year. Like yeah, the, he did. Finally, yeah, finally, yeah, finally made that huge leap. But outside of them, who's like their fourth best player? Like who can you name on there that like, like they're uh, they're all right. Jackson. Yeah, he's all right. It's like you know, I mean, Reggie Jackson's good. Reggie Jackson, yeah. they're lucky that they have him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, considering no Westbrook. But you know what's funny? I, I I go back, and this is this is an old old point, I guess, or an old old topic. But um, I mean. Are they really that bad? Is, is the lack of James Harden like? What do we what do we think about that now? I mean, what, yeah, look what how I, what, two seasons they've had, and they basically had no. They've had terrible injury luck. Yeah. So it, mm. it's kind of it's kind of so a what, little bit a little thing. What team doesn't? Well, yeah. I don't know. Some teams don't have as bad injury yeah. luck. Like many teams don't have as bad injury luck as losing a top ten NBA player. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, I mean, they continue to be. It's it's hard to. I know. I know. I know. I know. We don't. We don't. We don't need to, move on. Yeah, Nick. Nick knows about that. I'm actually very sorry for you think about that. Um, but I mean, talking about point guards who've been injured two years in a row. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway. Um, but we've had two years now, and they at least in the regular season have been elite. Yeah. Yeah. Just continued to be elite without James Harden. Yeah, it did kind of make sense that you know because I think we all kind of agreed. Oh, but they're not as effective against great teams in the playoff series if they don't have Harden. And that that may be true, but damn, mm. how have they been doing it all along? Yeah. I mean, it's really maybe it is. Then we again, you, on Scott Brooks, but then like, again, maybe, you bring up those numbers that Kevin Durant has, like mm-hmm. with the the 48, 48, you know, the, I, don't know, I think he's averaging over thirty now. 
I'm not sure yet. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely like 31 it's points. 30, it's 30.6. 30.6? 30 30 yeah, 30.6. Is he in the league in scoring? Yep, he's yeah, the league in yeah, okay, scoring. Yeah, he's by far in the league in scoring. Because yeah. Because, like, at the time, like, if we were to do the podcast, like, the week prior yeah. to this, like, I think I had, like, more confidence in what I said because he had a, a few, he had a couple of 48-point games, and he, like, scraped by one team, and he lost to another team. And I was like, well, this is what I was trying to say. He had a one-point fourth quarter against Portland, as I remember, in yeah. one game. But then he played them again recently the and had a huge fourth quarter. Fourth game. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always a weird thing in basketball when you see um, big games. The Warriors when you see, game happens, when you see like so. You see, like, particularly big dominant games by players, at least statistically, and it corresponding with his team losing. And it's always a weird thing because you wonder, like, is there a Ship there. Yeah. Does it mean that they were doing the wrong thing? Does it mean that when this guy, uh, you know, controls the ball a lot, it's bad for the team? Or is it like what's the cause and effect? Maybe, maybe the guy having a big game is an effect of their team being down and them needing to rely on him. Like who knows? Like it's an interesting thing because yeah. it's hard. Effect. It's hard to know what is the cause and effect there. Yeah. Sometimes it seems like there's a relationship between. Got superstar having big game and the team not performing that well, you know. Where the, the team's uh, best performances usually feature that superstar not shooting the ball a lot and everybody sharing it a well, little bit more. That's what it is because I, I read somewhere I forgot who said it. Where it's basically like you can see it different. Where like somebody's a big scoring outburst, like a guy like Kobe. Where like when you did that big album first against Toronto, it's like ah Kobe, like all oh, like they. Like the players, like oh, we have to feed him the ball or something like that. Whereas the close, the guy like Durant or somebody like that, who people love playing for, and they go, yeah, we want to feed. It's it's weird how like yeah. they, it's like different. Like it's like they feed him the ball, but it's like yeah. they they want to do it as opposed to like oh, yeah. we kind of have to feel obligated to feeding him the ball. Yeah, like, you know, it's it's interesting type of offense type deal. Mm -hmm. yeah. The thing I love about basketball, I think, is that it's just like fascinating about it is that it's so uh, fluid and complicated in such subtle ways like that we don't I mean you know, we don't know you know you analyze it and you basketball has like a school of analysis that is rapidly approaching or even maybe exceeding just because of the nature of the game but the one that there is in baseball yeah you know the, the, the wave of statistical analysis or whatever um, because now we've got we've got the, uh, the sport view cameras or mm -hmm. whatever it is that are that are taking all this crazy data and Learn things about what's good, and it's weird. You know, there's there's the traditional way to look at it, which is you should you should be moving the ball, you should be taking high percentage shots, you should be this, you should be that. Yeah. And if there's a guy that takes like 40 shots, uh, if there's a guy that takes like 40 shots, that's automatically bad for your team. And yes, that's probably true in most cases, but sometimes there's unique players. You know, and and Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is a guy who shoots a damn high percentage, yeah. and he's not like it's, he's not like a like a volume scorer like a like a Carmelo in his like worst moments where he always oh, shoots a lot, you know. Yeah. Or, mm -hmm. to, to go with the far extreme of that, like Rudy Gay, who can just bring it. Yeah, that obvi really that's obviously bringing yeah. a team down. Right? I was about yeah. to say that's the but, litmus test guy. Or, or you look at someone like Stephen Curry, right? Where his coaching staff basically considers any Stephen Curry shot, no matter what or where on the court it is, to be a high percentage shot yeah. and a efficient shot and a shot that they're okay with. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know, that, that's the thing. Are There's you okay no with the shot? Yeah. Are you not okay mm-hmm. with the shot? Should he pass it? Like, whatever. Yeah. Their coaching staff is fine with any Stephen Curry shot because it's such a good shot and mm-hmm. he makes shots. And uh, Kevin Durant, kind of similar situation right. there. So maybe that guy can dominate a game without bringing the team back. Um, but, like, bringing it back to what I was saying, it was more like um, the case of, well, like I said, when it comes to the entirety of the Western Conference. When you look at the Western Conference, most of these teams are more balanced than I would say though. Even though they're on top of the Thunder. They have the they have honestly the only reason why he is getting all these points, he doesn't have Westbrook there who Yeah. That's true. Who has yeah. led before in the league and like taking well, second to Kobe I think it was in taking jumps and taking shots. But doesn't that so, make your uh point like Nolan Boyd when he led the league in scoring with Westbrook like not Last year as Mel, the last two years in a row, like like how, he's how certainly he's, well, he's certainly an efficient scorer. He's yeah, an efficient yeah, scorer. I'm not saying that he's not. He doesn't. Yeah. He's not. He doesn't take bad shots or anything like that. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that even like with Westbrook and with him taking those shots, like it's basically those two or bust. Because what else? Ibaka, uh, I guess you could throw there now. Yeah. Because because of the because of the year he's having. So. It's just like you you have to basically say these three players have to go against all these balanced teams all the way up to the finals and win a championship. And I don't think that can be. Yeah. yeah I, they're, an interesting, they're, they're an interesting team. Uh, I, I this think is a different era, dude. There's I'm saying, that's though. True. <laughs> this is a different era. I, I think at some point, yeah, the eras do change. Okay, how about the Lakers um, when they won three in a row? Who did they have besides like Shaq and Kobe? Like they had, yeah. they had a better balanced team. They had players that had certain duties and they had a better balance. I think I think Oklahoma City as constructed and not with injuries is like the could be seen like those Laker teams. Like I think yeah. they do have they have they have good, good balance. They mm-hmm. have enough. And right now, without Westbrook, I find them to be one of those teams that is good at winning games against bad teams and can get a really good record in the regular season, but not necessarily win the way they should in the playoffs. Kind of like they the absolutely James and Cleveland. Kinda, yeah. So like much. they yeah. absolutely need Russell Westbrook, but the mm-hmm. two of those players together. I mean, if Russell Westbrook's healthy, it's interesting. It doesn't make basketball sense, but they are just really just impossible to contend with. Yeah. And it, it's to the point where they can really only beat themselves mm-hmm. by not, you know, maybe not having good chemistry or whatever might happen. It actually has been a while now since we've seen them all together mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, of the injury. Because of the injury, it's been yeah. two years. But um, I mean, they need Westbrook back. Is he well, he started out this season, so yeah. So we got to make sure that. All right. San Antonio, holy crap! That's an amazing road record. What are they? Fifteen and three. Fifteen and three on the road. Very. <laughs> That's very impressive. Yeah, San Antonio. No, but we can't talk about them because that would just not fit the. Uh, mm-hmm. That would not fit the script. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't talk anything about it. That was, my, that was my little take on what I said from a couple weeks ago. My, um, I'll go off key. Uh, Milwaukee has the worst record in the NBA. Milwaukee fans have been bitching forever how we want a top pick, we want a top pick, we want a top pick. Why do they just want to contend for eight seeds and that's it? There you go, Milwaukee. You got, what, you got, you got what, what you wanted. wanted. You got what you wanted. There you go, Nick. There's your basketball. <laughs> Thank you. That's actually interesting. Thanks I did not. I did not even notice that. But yeah, yeah. Milwaukee, Orlando, looking like those are our those are our bottom feeders. Utah has been playing a little bit better lately. Uh, than they were. They were for a while. That's that's one change from early in the season is that Utah was the worst team in the yeah. league to start, and they've actually 
kind of bump themselves up with the uh, the, the morass of this just merely awful basketball. Hey guys, yeah. there you go, Milwaukee Drowning for Kano's far long one, huh? <laughs> Good time. Yeah. All right, um, we're gonna we, we need to wrap it up. Yeah, uh, we've, we've gone a little over. Uh, I I think I think we probably will have a little bit more basketball next time, and we will have our preview for the uh, what are we forty seventh um, Superior Bowl, which we can't say the actual. <laughs> We can't say the actual the sweet bowl. Um, <laughs> the uh, the stew bowl. Super supper bowl. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk that. We'll talk a little bit more basketball. There was some baseball stuff we wanted to get to today that we did not. Um, hot stove action. And we will be probably close to the Olympics. Close mm-hmm. enough to the Olympics to, to jump into that. But yeah. does anybody have any, uh, any other uh, quick hits here? Nick, you got anything? Um... I would say that what it's, a, it's, it's, it's dangerous. Um, not dangerous, but like uh, it's a. I think Miami might have to be worried about. It's like yeah, like like I about agree. Indiana. About I agree. If they if basically if they don't get the first, I think that Indiana can legitimately winning is hard. Winning is hard, and it's going to be extremely hard for Miami this year. Harder than it's ever been, especially with the um, injuries to the Miami. Not that they can't do it. Not that they can't. No, I'm not saying they can't, but I'm just saying. Indiana. Yeah, tough team. Uh, All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys next week. And um, I always do that. I always take half of Nick's sign-off accidentally. And then he has to say the same words again. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Thank you. Well, goodbye. We'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya. You've just listened to a Hollywood Works Network podcast.